It's like a very like surf vibe. That's not very Greek. Yeah. Yeah, no. Greek is like. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Gloria. And this is Circling Circe. So um, I heard a little birdie told me that Kelsey went ahead and read the ending of the book without finishing. No, I was like, oh, you listen. finished? <laughs> so I need to hear, like, what is, what is your Where did you hear reasoning? this vicious rumor? <laughs> um, it could not have been from, from my own mouth. <laughs> Was it a finch? Because, oh, wait, that's next episode. Oh, right. <laughs> mm. No, I always read the end of books. I'm sorry. I do. I know. I said you know what? Like I'm not Harry sorry. Harry from Harry Met Sally. I am. Like, Listen, the, the if cynic. it ends badly, I don't want to get invested, especially books. So many books like to just grab that knife and just twist it in your heart. And so many times I've been, this is a great book. Wait, wait, what? Oh, that's it? Like, what? Like, I get so angry. And so I don't... And we've already gone over the fact that I'm a slow reader. I don't read books very often. Sue me. Come for me. But we're reading this book so slowly already. (laughs) I know. And I'm already still, like, struggling to finish it or finish the chapters or being like, oh, my God, it's the recording day. I got to (laughs) read. So I read the well, luckily, end to make sure I still wanted to be invested, uh, and I do. Well, we're already over halfway, right? Like, you've we, already recorded some episodes. We're, like, <laughs> barely a third. <laughs> I know. It's funny because, well, we're we're at chapter 10, and chap- there's 24 chapters, so in two chapters, we'll technically be halfway, like, chapter-wise. But numerically, maybe the, uh, not, numerically. Like, s- spatially. not, like, spatially. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I was thinking a third of the way. We hit that milestone. I didn't. Okay, here's the caveat. Okay, like I don't, when I read the ends of books, and this is not news, I do this all the time. When I read the ends of the books, I just read like the last two pages. Okay, that's it. So I know what happens, but I don't know how it gets there. Okay. So there's still some element of surprise. Don't come for me. Okay. Um, All right, all right, all right. You know? It's 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 a it's a bad part of my personality, but you know what? I'm okay with that. We all have faults, right? We're not perfect. Love me as I am. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Chapter nine. Here we Chapter are. Chapter nine. Let's let's get into it, Kelsey. Tell us what happened. Let's get into it. All right. So Hermes the babe shows up, and he tells Cersei that a ship is is on its way to Ayaya. And Cersei asks, and of course, Hermes is like, what if I don't tell you, huh? (laughs) Um, And eventually, it's Daedalus. He shows up. Other hunk. Daedalus the hunk, number Mm -hmm. two. So he arrives, and he is asking Cersei to come with him on the ship because uh, she needs to attend the birth of Pacifate's child. So sus. Yeah, of course, super sus. Uh, Cersei's like, the fuck? I don't even, I don't even like that bitch. Like, I don't want to talk to her. I don't care about her. Let her have her kids and leave me to my peace. Leave me in both my, to my lion and my, my island and my plants. I just want to hang out here with Hermes for a while. 
Um, she's basically but- like a cat lady, and her sister's like, "Come see the baby." Yeah. She's like, "I got a cat. I'm good." Yeah, no, right. I'm good. I don't want to come to your shower and play those fucking dumb games. You know, it's okay. bad when like you're <laughs> exiled to an island and you're like, "I'm good here, thanks." Like, yeah, I'll, I'll just I'm good. stay exiled. Baby shower. No, I don't. Like, I don't want to play that damn clothespin game, and like, I don't want to smell. <laughs> I don't want to smell the, the diapers like, whenever I want yeah. to. The diapers with the melted candy. Oh, like, I don't want to do worst. any of that. That the is worst. the worst. I saw a picture of something from that recently, and I literally was like, <laughs> "It is." And someone who's had a baby shower. I don't think yeah. we did that in mine, thankfully. But no, um, it it's not fun. No, it's the same ten baby shower games that have been recycled for a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, you know they were doing them back then too. Then yeah. They were like melting like something else into it, you know, besides the Snickers, but they totally were. Yeah. They were they were squishing like plants and flowers into like smell the toga, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Daedalus tells Cersei that their path uh to get to Pasiphae is gonna take them through Scylla's lair. And so Cersei had like just kind of warmed up to the idea of going to see Pasiphae and the the fact that she has to pass by Scylla, she's like, you know, I'd rather not see this woman yeah. that I changed into a dragon. Um, not very cool of me. I'd prefer not to see a her. Dragon. Yeah. A sea dragon. Yeah. But you know. Um and through this, Cersei's like, you know, asking Daedalus, like, what you know, why why are you doing her bidding? Like what's the deal with you? And he says that Pacifique quote has something of mine that I will not leave. So we're not quite sure what Pacifique at this point is like holding over Daedalus's head. There's a little something there. We don't know what it is yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my seriously Cersei moment, by the way. I was like, just ask him. We got to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she I respects have... his privacy. Yeah. I think like it feels like to me like the the older that Cersei has gotten, or I guess she's immortal, the longer, the more time that has gone on with Cersei. <laughs> the wiser. The, the wiser she has been getting and like the more calculated she's becoming. So I wonder if she's going to try and hold that question for later or like figure out, see if she can figure it out on her own, you know, very Mm. mature. Oh, that's Cersei. She's always got the thinking cap on. Actually, she never has her thinking cap on, but whatever. (laughs) Um, Okay. So they get on the ship. They're on their way. They land in their resting place for the night and she has a little, can or a moonlight walk on the beach thinking about her life and playing her own violin for herself and thinking about mm-hmm. how her life has been an emotional journey she comes upon some moly which is that plant that we've talked about before and um she is trying to she makes some kind of potion that breaks that could break a curse of hers that she's put on before so you kind of come to the idea that she's probably going to try and change Scylla back or like maybe that's what she's going to do they prep this to sail through the next day um Cersei borrows a cloak and a tunic from one of the people on the boat so that she can transform into Percy's so her brother the one that Scylla had a crush on because she figures like maybe if I change into Percy's and we you know maybe she'll let me pass or we'll figure something out you know so they approach the cave and Cersei calls out to Scylla as Percy's. She's changed into him and she has his voice and everything. She speaks slowly enough to Scylla to try and stall so that the boat can pass. You know, she's saying stuff like, Scylla, we've made a potion for you. Like, we're going to 
we're gonna smite that bitch Cersei that did this to you and here's the potion and she throws the potion um over at Scylla and it does absolutely nothing not a damn thing happens it like bounces off the back of her teeth and then that's basically it <laughs> she like so, chokes a little bit she's like <laughs> <laughs> she spits the cork sorry I got it. something in my between a human leg and my tooth there yeah <laughs> it's like oh, when, like when a gnat flies into your mouth and you're like okay keep going yes exactly <laughs> sorry it was a gnat it was a gnat it was a gnat <laughs> <laughs> the worst is when you're running and you're like oh, i'm dying <laughs> yeah and you're like did it go into my lungs is it in my throat i don't know did i just breathe that <laughs> did i just inhale yeah. i mean when i run i'm already dying so i don't need anything even right. as small as it is blocking my throat <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> hey. hey anyways um so basically Scylla you know is like you fucking bitch and like tries to <laughs> kill the ship clearly you know um Cersei realizes that like it her being Percy's had nothing to do with it there's like you know it's like dead eyes Scylla there's no more Scylla there basically she's just mm-hmm. sea monster mm-hmm. through and through um, she's the monster formerly known as Scylla. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> oh she gosh. is the sea monster formerly Title of known her as album. Yeah. Her album of <laughs> screeching. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy that. I would buy it. <laughs> it's like whale songs, but like doesn't sound nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's oh, like I a combination of. Halloween haunted house soundtrack and whale yes. songs. Yeah, yeah. There's like chains rattling in the background, men screaming, uh, moaning, <laughs> splashing. Like the sound of the boat. The sound of the guys coming around on the boat. The sound of the, Get out of there in the back. <laughs> Murmured prayers. Murmured okay, prayers. So throw some like the Titanic soundtrack in there. <laughs> Is everyone alive out there? Come back! Come back! Come back. Oh, I love man, that. I want. We need to make this. This is gonna I be know. on sale on our that album. Too. That album by Stella. Oh, it's a great album. So good. I so love to like, just get into bed and ahead of its something time. Real soothing, you know, curl up real nice. Sound of screeching and. Like, Bones cam- crunching. Chamomile and- tea and just lay there and just put on that record that goes like. <laughs> yeah, it's real relaxing. Super, super nice. Yeah. They make it past Scylla, thankfully, unscathed in terms of lives lost. It's just like damage to the boat. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody nobody loses their life. And so, you know, they, they make it past and Daedalus is like, goddess, Cersei. <laughs> I owe you my life. And she's like, are you a moron? Like, (laughs) obviously, like, I'm the one who made her like that. Like, I did it for pride and vanity. And like, you're the one who's thanking me, you know, and you don't realize how many men. Yeah. Like through this. I am not someone to be thanked. And I think she's really pissed at herself, too, because she obviously tried to change Scylla back and it didn't work. And she's 
you know, realizing, I don't know about now, I think she's probably realized it for quite some time that, you know, what she did to, Cer- or to uh, Scylla was a mistake and it wasn't mm-hmm. really what she intended. Like, I mean, maybe it was technically what she intended, but I don't think that should she want, should she be given the choice to do it again? I don't think that she would. So, yeah, especially what happened with Glaucos, you know, like it wasn't even like worth it. But I think she also just has such a soft spot for mortals that she also just feels so shitty that like as yeah. a result of this, all these mortals are dying. So maybe like if she knew that mortals weren't going to die, maybe she would do it again. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Know. She didn't think about the repercussions and how other people besides Scylla might be hurt. There's a really great description too of Scylla that I wanted to read so that it like really illustrates kind of what she looks like so we can get a real visual now that we've really covered what she sounds like yes which we can play that record again later if anybody wants just let you know mm-hmm. let us know if you want us to play some more clips from that Scylla album it's a really great one mm-hmm. so ahead of its time so ahead of its time uh she was as gray as the air as the cliff itself i had always imagined she would look something like she would look like something a snake or an octopus a shark but the truth of her was overwhelming an immensity that my mind fought to take in her necks were longer than ship masts her six heads gaped hideously lumpen like melted lava stone and black tongues licked her sword long teeth yikes which is just like i know I did find also three candles from this chapter. Do you all want to hear them? Uh, yes. Ooh, yeah. Okay. So the first one is from that first island that they stop at. And she has her little emo walk in the moonlight and gathers some plants. She says that the smells wafted around me, familiar as my own skin, earth and clinging roots, salt and iron blood. Ooh. That's my first candle suggestion. My second candle suggestion is what she uses to turn herself into Percy's and it's like a little paste that she creates and she puts it uh, on her lips. It's hyacinth and honey, ash flowers and aconite crushed with the bark of walnuts. Ooh, I had that one too. Oh, Ooh, did you? That's, a good that's one. more of a lip scrub, I guess, if we want to get technical. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. that would be so good. Mm-hmm. I just reduced it to hyacinth, honey and walnuts though. The other stuff, mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure what it would smell or taste like. So I made the <laughs> is- executive decision to or creative decision what does walnut taste like is it walnut or walnut walnuts walnuts i thought someone said walnut i don't know what's a walnut <laughs> i was like what's a walnut is that like these damn health food people patchouli or something <laughs> i know my third candle, which I'm I'm leaning more towards this, you know, given the theme of the chapter, we could just call this candle Scylla. And it's just a reptilian stench. Oh, my gosh. I had that one, too. Did you? Yeah. Great yeah. minds. Great minds. Yeah. I'm voting for that one. <sighs> How and that's yeah. it, guys. Did I miss anything? That's kind of chapter nine in a walnut shell. In oh. a walnut shell? Mm-hmm. Two more candle ideas. Somewhere there was cherry almond. I can't remember where that was, but I think it was towards the beginning of the chapter. It's like cherry and almond something. Mm. And then um, the other one was sour human flesh, like when she puts on the (laughs) oh yeah, yeah. it's (laughs) so funny. I remember when she said that. I like I just knew that smell. It's like boys' locker room. Like it's just like so human and like who. 
It's yeah, just, it's like yeah. Kelsey and I always used to say, um, oh, well, we had a couple of good smells. We had one that was microwaved feet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like when you go into a really hot, sweaty club or like yeah. music venue yeah. and it just stinks and it's just mm-hmm. thick. And then um, the other one we had with Linda was uh, scalp. I remember that one. <laughs> <Kelsey> scalp. <laughs> It just what like scalp someone hasn't washed their like, hair in a while and you're just like like that oh. greasy yeah oh. yeah it just has a has a smell I think we could really sell like a double pack for this chapter we could do like sour human flesh and reptilian stench like in a double pack like a twin pack <laughs> I mean yeah. if you're gonna go for it just go for double yeah double this pun yeah I mean, yeah, this has been really nice be our best sellers, this whole time, but, but you know. Well, in the next chapter, too, I will say there was some pretty nasty smells that I thought would be – like, I was like, I guess we could make the candle. Someone yeah. might buy it, you know? Maybe if you have, like, a little lizard friend or, uh, you know, some geckos, we could give you that candle for them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go. They'd like they'd love it. Yeah. Reptilian stench. I think they'd, they'd like, like it. it. Or if you um, want to give your, your haunted house at Halloween some authenticity – yeah. Right. You know, um, mm-hmm. you use the the sounds Give of Skilla, it- mm-hmm. and then you know, with the uh, the smells of her, you know, we just mm-hmm. combine that. It has a real nautical theme to it. <laughs> but like, honestly, I think it's really interesting. Like, in all seriousness, that we talk about like smells because I think that in creative writing, when authors put smells. I don't know about you guys, but it really helps transport me to that place Mm -hmm. because smells are so associated with like memories and and really doing a lot. Olfactory. Yeah. To like um, to like really take you into a, a place. Like sometimes if I smell something, I like immediately will be taken back to like yeah. a certain memory or something. Oh yeah. So I think it's really cool when they when they use a lot of smells, just like she is doing Madeline Miller in in this book. Yes. Um, I think it's really good visually, like mentally, visually to be able to illustrate the scene and the people and whatnot. Yeah, they always had that. They told us that trick during testing in high school. They said to wear a certain perfume that you didn't really usually wear or like a body spray or something when you were studying and then you'd be able to recall the material better. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if it worked or not, but I felt like it did. (laughs) That's interesting. I am. I, I remember it, I guess in writing it's called olfactory or it's maybe that's a technical term that talks about smell. And I think it's specifically um, linked to memory and they say that that's actually your strongest memory link is smells. And mm-hmm. I totally feel you there, Kelsey. I'll like walk into a house and I'll be like, this smells like my babysitter's house from 1993. Like, yeah, do I know that smell or like, you know, a church that I walked into once or whatever. Like there's so many like it's just such a strong um, tie to memory. And they also say one of the early signs of Alzheimer's disease is losing your sense of smell. Like oh. not like a lot of times like they'll test people and say, you know, what is this? And it's strawberries, but they can't tell. And so they're like, I read somewhere in an article that they're, they were finding that as like one of the first things you kind of start losing is that, that link. Um, Mm. So that's really interesting. And I, I agree. I think she does such a good job because it really puts you in that place. Even when she talks about the like robes being put on Cersei, um, I like, for some reason in my head, I thought of like, if someone put a really heavy, like, 
football jersey or just you felt the like heaviness of like a huge man's like clothes and then the smell that would come with that like that like just sour like oh god you haven't showered in seven months Um, (laughs) you're on that boat wearing those clothes like it really does a good job of bringing you into the story so yeah very true and you'd think like you're around so much water, you'd think you'd be able to just like dip it in there and wash it off every now and then. But I mean, that's not how the sailor life works, I don't think. Not also, without soap. Be, yeah. You need that that uh, extra ingredient to like grab the smells and pull them away, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Scrubbing bubbles, you know? <laughs> yeah. You think I need, I need the cartoon Dawn. bubbles to take the stuff away. Yeah. <laughs> the salt would be... Uh, you think that the salt would be like antibacterial enough, but I guess not. <laughs> we could also release a sea salt spray for this chapter, which would be really Ooh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I um, Check our Etsy shop. I know. Oh my gosh. I, that, we still need to do this. Seriously. I know. That reminds me of a story. We toured the Jelly Belly factory up in somewhere, California, like near San Francisco. And they said that the way they came up with the vomit jelly bean was they tried pizza pepperoni pizza and it was just a total flop and so they mixed that with like cotton candy or something and came up with the vomit (laughs) (laughs) what is so wild is it i mean i don't know if you guys have tasted those i think i remember one time your brothers came over gloria to my house and we had the birdie bots and they didn't know it oh (laughs) yeah they were like pulling them i remember like todd or marshall or like your brothers were like oh, great. Can I have a jelly bean? I was like, yeah, go for it. And then they were like, what is this flavor? And I'm like, oh, no. They're the Birdie Bots one, guys. I'm so sorry. I, like, didn't warn them. Oh, my God. Um, that was the, the one vomit- that had, like, had, like, vomit and peach and, like, lime and grass, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. They, like, they look the same. They had, I'm telling you, I remember the grass one tasted like you just, like, a bit. I could not believe how well they in in the vomit one i don't know if you guys have tasted it i unfortunately have and it literally tastes like vomit it's so nasty yeah and like you even hearing that they mix like those flavors it makes sense like Uh, and they have earwax they have earwax they have like sardine or anchovy or something yeah and dog food and soap yeah dog they have dog food now Yeah. yeah oh no they have have you heard of zombie skittles they have it looks like a regular pack of Skittles, and then every now and then there'll be one that tastes like quote unquote rotten flesh. And it no. just basically tastes like like bad hamburger meat. And it's oh gross. God. There's no way. Like, Especially right now. There's no way I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we bought like some packs of them because we're like, oh haha, it's gonna taste weird. But we were like, oh man, they really meant it when they said it would taste bad. <laughs> and it's like a roulette type of thing. Yeah. I feel like that's more fun when you've been drinking and you like hand it around, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Here's some Skittles. <laughs> um, I was going to read one part that I kind of thought was really interesting and a nice like, you know, nod to like feminism or like an F you to the patriarchy, but well, or not like necessarily F you, but just like pointing out, you know, she talks about like how the men kind of treated her on the boat and then you know, she um, she changes herself into her brother, and then she's like, when I opened my eyes, Daedalus was staring. Put the steadiest men at the oars, I said to him. My voice had changed, too. It was deep and swollen with divine 
Hatur. I don't even know if I'm saying that word right. That was my, I don't know what word it is. So I have a definition. Yeah. But go ahead. Oh, perfect. Um, They must not stop for anything, no matter what. He nodded. He was holding a sword and I saw the other men were similarly armed with spears and daggers and crude cudgels. No, I said, I raised my voice for the whole ship. She is immortal. Weapons are useless and you will need free hands to keep the ship moving forward. At once came the rasp of blades being sheathed. The thunk of spear set down. Even Polydamus, in his borrowed tunic, obeyed. I almost wanted to laugh. I had never been given such defense in my life. Is this what it's like to be Percy's? But already I could make out the faint line of the streets of the horizon. So I just thought it was so interesting that, like, as soon as she was a man, they were like, oh, he means business. <laughs> like, they yeah. like, actually obeyed her better than, you know, if it was just her. And I just thought that was so interesting to point out. I really like when when Madeline Miller she is not shy from pointing out just how like fucking unfair the shit is in this book. Like right. how how often the women in the book are like less than, you know, yeah. and not revered as much as the men and are, you know, vilified and all that stuff. I really enjoy that she's not shying away from that. Mm-hmm. For sure. So what did that word mean, Gloria? Hauteur, oh, if I'm means- saying it correctly. But it means haughtiness of manner, disdainful pride. Mm. Oh. Sound like, like haughty. H A U G H T Y. Not like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a hottie. <laughs> Not like Hermes hottie. Hottie Hermes. Like- <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> Stop. Hermes. Hermes. Stop. Hermes. I love it. <laughs> I have a little crush on Daedalus. I got to say. So, you know, uh, little... yeah. Dateless. Oh, yeah. Uh, dateless. You should be dateless. like, dateless. This Friday night, are you dateless? Because hey. <laughs> you don't have to be. Hey. You're like, do you like girls, boys? I can be whatever you want. <laughs> Just give me some I time. Can to... use Cersei's lip scrub. <laughs> yeah. Right. This is a fun chapter. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It is. It exciting. I know. I feel like it's the most action we've seen in a while. And it is cool to see, like, Cersei in her element, you know? Mm-hmm. Starting to find her footing in the outside world. Because I feel like she's kind of taken command of her life on her own island. But then mm-hmm. being outside of that and still having that transfer is cool. Have you guys ever been in a situation where you had to, like, lead a bunch of men or order men around and it was, like, a weird feeling or did it go well or like hmm, that's a good question oh I have I was a restaurant manager for a long time and well not a long time a few years and felt like a long time but yeah <laughs> 50 there were years of, I managed that restaurant <laughs> yeah there were guys who were just like it was kind of a challenge to figure out how to get them to do what I said Um, because a lot of them were in their early 20s, so they were younger than I was and just didn't care about stuff. Um, Or they were just, like, super afraid of me, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so they would just kind of avoid me. Um, But then I think I found a happy medium when I didn't – because, you know, they expected me to be shrill or to be a bitch or to be, like, you know, if they thought I was attractive, that I was just, like – an airhead and like had slept my way to the top or, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I was just very matter of fact and I explained the reason why I needed them to do things. And I just treated them like equals. 
And so it's interesting because as a manager, it's like treating one of your uh, subordinates as an equal doesn't necessarily mean that you're lowering themselves. It means that you're holding them to a higher standard. And mm-hmm. so that's what I would try to tell them, you know, like I'd expect more of you guys and try to not be maternal about it, mm-hmm. but just be very matter of fact. But unfortunately, I did find myself, I mean, I have kind of an even demeanor anyway. I have like a simmering temper and it takes a lot for me to explode. <laughs> so I was able to hold mm-hmm. it together and not be shrieky or shrill. But then you um, kind of feel like you're giving them what they want, you know? You're like, right. I'm not going to let them. Yeah. And so I was lucky in that aspect where I was able to keep an even head and be like, are you guys still standing here? Because I'm pretty sure I told you to go back in the kitchen and, you know, go get that table's food or something, you know? Ooh, you said that? <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> or just be like, Why hey. are y'all still standing here? I ain't talking no more. <laughs> yeah. But. But yeah, and also it helped to have the male managers on my side too, which was unfortunate. But, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes they'd have to back me up because they just wouldn't be listening for whatever reason or they'd just be like, okay, yeah, whatever. And I'd be, you know, I could try every tactic. But then as soon as one of the guys came in and was like, hey, didn't she tell you to do that already? And then they'd be like, oh, yeah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So. Yeah, I am. I haven't managed like a large group of guys at the same time. <laughs> I haven't been on that that ship yet, but um, I do work uh, with a lot of men in my job. Uh, and it's funny because like my place of work is like a great mix of men and women. But um, and we've worked on really like diversifying the people that we bring in as contractors, I guess mm-hmm. is what I can say about it. But, you know. There does seem to be a lot of men. And it's funny because I work in the creative field or have worked in the creative field for a lot of my job. And now I'm kind of more in the business world and the tech world as well. And it's funny because that's where things have opened up to being way more 50-50 of like Mm -hmm. who I work with. But um, so it's funny that like in the creative world, you'd think there'd be more women, but there's still a lot of men who kind of Mm -hmm. share that domain or not share it like. Um, control it. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've worked with a lot of men in one-on-one settings where I'm not their manager, um, but I'm working with them and I do have power over them, I guess. And a lot of them are older than me. And it's, it's been a learning curve for sure. Like I have, you know, looking back, I haven't been always proud of my behavior because I feel like I have let things go or just like been like, oh, this guy said I was cute and I just have to like, he was just trying to be nice, but Mm -hmm. it did creep me out, but I just need to like (laughs) let it go. And I, you know, and it's totally not like my place of work is not like down with that and they're very supportive, but it's almost like, you know, something coming from me. So like, you know, Gloria and Kelsey were talking about like pleasing guys are talking to them in a way that they appreciate, you know, I think that I have just been someone who in the past might have kind of let things slide or just ignored things. I'm like, like in my head, Mm -hmm. but just kind of not said anything. And as I've grown in my career and as I've found my voice, that's something that, you know, I definitely don't like let slide anymore or I'm pretty clear about. And I think also, 
you know, it's never said out loud, but I definitely have felt sometimes that there's this strain of like, who's this young girl telling me how mm-hmm. to do things? Um, I've been in this business for blah, 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 you know? So, and it's funny because I think now I'm like not that young, but I look a little younger for my age. Um, it's, it's catching up though. Those years are really <laughs> catching up. <laughs> like I used to be like, yeah, I look so young. And I'm like, I... Now I get carded every time now. And like when I tell people I'm a mom, they're like, okay, cool. And I'm like, you're supposed to be shocked. Like (laughs) even though I'm like a geriatrically old mom according to, you know, whatever science apparently. But Whatever um, bullshit reference of age. That's my TED talk. But um. (laughs) Well, that's what it's like being a dietitian in the hospital. Um, Because I did a rotation for my internship. I did not end up going clinical. It's just difficult when you have a World War II veteran white male who, and you're trying to tell him how to change his diet so he doesn't end up back in the hospital and he just like will dismiss you Mm -hmm. outright or will just tune out or it will be nice to you, but he'll have that look in his eyes like, okay, sweetie, like a little kid. Like your mm-hmm. little right. kid saying your ABCs or something like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> and so I just was very aware of the color of my skin and my gender and my age. And I was mm-hmm. like, I am the best person right now to help you. You know, I never said yeah. that to them, but I just. But you were, you know. Yeah. And I was like, I'm up on the science. Obviously, you're in here. I'm not. I'm in here because (laughs) I'm on the other side of it trying to help you and treat you. Um, So you need help of some sort. I'm up on the latest science and I read and have studied all these different interventions that have been proven to help in a situation like this. I am smart. I am capable And I come from a place of authority in that I know what I'm doing, but none of that matters because they're just like, I see your color, I see your height, I see your gender, I see your age, and nothing, you're not, nothing you say is going to convince me. I've already passed judgment on you. Right. Mm. Like the almighty doctor comes in and whatever he says goes. So if the doctor backs you up, then cool. Mm -hmm. But then they assume like, oh, you learned that from the doctor. And that you're just reciting what they're saying. Right. So I don't know. It's frustrating. That reminds me for some reason, um, like eons ago, (laughs) I lived in an apartment complex and like one of the guys that lived there, he was like middle-aged white guy or whatever. He was like the helper to the landlord. So he would like get a discount on the rent and he kind of was like security slash if you had an issue, you told him, you know, (laughs) if you need anything, you told him. So – I was gone over like Christmas break one time and um, my car got broken into, which funny, funny enough, I think the reason it got broken into is I had a bunch of like gift bags in the back of my car, but they were from like a running event where I'd given people like, it was like chapstick and beef jerky (laughs) and like all this stuff to like help their run. Like it was like stickers and, and so I had like shoved them back there because we had had like a dinner or something where I'd just had extra and then I left on my trip. And so my car was like, the window was completely smashed. The 
seat, of course, was pushed way back. I'm super short. so mm. And there was just like shit everywhere. Like I sat down in my car and I was just like, um, what happened? <sighs> and um, so I told him that my car got broken into because I was like, hey, you should let the other residents know this happened. And he was like, are you sure it got broken into? Like, what if a branch from a tree just hit your wind? I'm like, oh. I am not – like, are you kidding me? I remember being you like – your period. Okay. <laughs> I – yes. What if oh, a family of squirrels oh. just broke in and like set up camp right? and just, just like, ate your beef jerky? Yeah. Like, what about and leaped that? through yes. everything around in your car. And like yeah. I just remember at the sure time you being didn't like, break it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you knock it with your purse really hard? <laughs> like it just was one of those moments where I was like, is this guy for real? And is he like part of me was like, am I crazy to feel like this is because I'm just like this little 20 something year old kid? Like girl or whatever in his mind like telling him this they're just like i'm not an idiot like mm-hmm. i'm not stupid <laughs> which by the way they didn't take anything because they rummaged through the bags and realized it wasn't worth shit and so <laughs> good on you what's this um, beef jerky and chat day? what the fuck <gasps> we didn't have a greek of the week this week but i think our our greek of the week was the uh, uh hang find... on a second here oh okay do you have Data a greek list. of the week is a perfect person to have as Greek of the Week. Yeah. Right. Let me tell we you why. Before, have we? He's hot. He's smart. He's got a soft spot. And he likes Cersei. Yeah. And he's All really right. good at creating things. And really I'm right here, Daedalus. I'm right here. I know. <laughs> really good with your hands. Mm-hmm. Daedalus. He's quite the other craftsman. Women. Data more me. Uh. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could say like he's like someone we're going to talk about soon because I do think like we shouldn't it's funny because next week's Greek of the week I feel like we can cover a little bit so maybe we cover him a little bit but not like all of it since there will be things revealed about him more later yeah not a lot baby girl just a little bit (laughs) (laughs) I mean so far so far, all we know about Daedalus is that he's a craftsman. He's a really good at building things. He's good at what he does. And uh, if I may say so myself, I think that the vibe I'm getting from Daedalus is that he's a very kind and gentle person. Mm-hmm. He's a he's total prince Eric. He's a good with his hands. He's good with his hands. Anyway, that was chapter nine. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Um, <laughs> yeah. was amazing. Hope chapter you buy one more candles. Feeling fine. Yeah, buy oh, one yeah. of our candles on our make-believe Etsy shop that we still should start so we could become rich and quit our jobs and write bad jokes for Golden Girls. Help yeah. us, we're poor. Help it's us. all about passive income. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do it. Okay. Bye! Bye-bye! <laughs> <laughs> CPOV. CertainPOV.com.